better up here. You know, I've actually been doing this a long time. Miss Cynthia knows. I mean, all the toddlers that were in class with me, they heard it. They heard it. Amen. Uh, You can open to Mark chapter 4. And thank you for the opportunity, Miss Joy, wherever she's at, and uh, Mom and Dad. All right, it says, If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he said, Jesus, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. Verse 23 is where I started, by the way. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. So, and then we also know Romans 10, 17. Uh, We hear that verse a lot around here. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We can tell by these two passages that what we hear is vitally important to our lives. And this goes... Really in a lot of areas, what music you listen to affects you, uh, the movies you watch affects you, the sermons you hear in the pulpit affect you, and whether you know it or not, you know, you could be negatively affected or positively affected from the pulpit. That's why it says, take heed to what you hear. You have to watch what you hear. Amen? In the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. So what I get out of this right there is that how much you listen is how much you'll receive. If you wonder why you're not getting anything in church, first thing you can do is, am I really listening? Or am I not paying attention? And... To you who hear, more will be given. So more knowledge will be given to those who hear. Like that verse says, God will not do without a cheerful giver. Well, God's going to speak to the ones that are listening to him. If you ignored God long enough, he may just stop talking to you. For whoever has, to him more will be given. More will be given to the person who is even already received because they're still listening. But whoever does not have, whoever's not paying attention, even what he has will be taken away. If you stop getting in the Word, you stop coming to church, you stop listening or paying attention when you're sitting in your seat at church, the revelation that you once had, you may lose light of it. You may have believed a certain way, the right way about healing or prosperity or faith. But if you go somewhere else, listen to the wrong thing, or don't listen at all, it could be taken away. Another thing that we could take from this passage 
is that, or especially Romans 10, 17, if we're to receive really anything from God, but I'm going to speak in general towards healing this morning, we need to hear. Because faith doesn't come without hearing. You can't receive really anything from God if you don't hear and if you don't have faith. We obtain things from God by faith. That's how we... I've heard it said before that faith is the currency of God or the kingdom of God, right? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we go along that line, if you don't hear at all, you probably won't be pleasing God at all because you won't have any faith. Faith comes by hearing and then more specifically hearing by the word of God. This is where it depends on what you're listening to. Spirit-filled Christians, really any Christian, they could be hearing the right message, but they could still be afraid and be in doubt because they're listening to the wrong thing. Look at the news. Does the news ever produce faith in you? Do they ever talk about the good stuff? Not really. That's not entertaining to people, I guess. That's not what people want to listen to. People want to listen to the negative. So what's in their minds if they listen to the news all the time? The negative. What you dwell on, that's going to get in you. And then you'll only, you'll actually have faith in the negative, not faith in God. Negative music, I'll go there again. Go there again. What you listen to matters. If you have problems in your mind, what are you watching and what are you listening to? Who's speaking to your ear around you? Evil company corrupts good habits. All right. So, let me get back on track here. I'm all good. I'm all good. Okay. Well, okay. Pastor, Pastor Nancy said that God told her, don't listen to anything aside from anointed music or music with the anointing on it. Otherwise, you will dampen your ear for the anointing. You'll think a song is anointed, but really, you just like it. You could like music that has the devil written all over it. You can. But that's going to do nothing good for you. All right, so hearing for healing. Turn to Acts chapter 14. Speaking of introduction, Miss Marilyn... uh, I was headed a certain direction in planning for the service, and then when I was going to type up my notes, you know, I was going to be like, okay, maybe I'll start with an introduction. It matters what you hear, so you need to listen up, you know, basically. Uh, But then that introduction became the whole message. I couldn't stop writing the introduction. 
Acts chapter 14, starting in verse 8. Say amen when you get there. Amen. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet and was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had the faith to be healed. What happened first? He heard Paul speaking. And then he had faith to be healed and Paul could recognize it. That's pretty strong faith if somebody could recognize it from the pulpit. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had the faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. So, obviously this man's need was healing, right? But as he heard Paul speaking from his seat, wherever he was at, that developed faith inside of him. And it developed to the point to where Paul recognized, okay, he's got faith to be healed. And then once he recognized it, he called him out and said to stand up. I'd be pretty happy if I was that man. All right. And then a very familiar passage. I'll just read this off my notes. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through 29. It says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. The physicians were not helping her. Some people have been in situations where the doctor ain't helping. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And I think previously in Jesus' ministry, it talked about people being healed by his clothes. Maybe she heard that report. And then she's like, okay. Well, after she heard that, she said, okay, if I may only touch but his garment, I will be made whole. When she heard about Jesus. Amen. Uh, Let's see. The Amplified Classic of verse 27 in this passage says, She had heard the reports concerning Jesus. She's hearing testimonies and different things about what he's doing. We could tell through this verse that she developed faith through hearing things about Jesus. People knew that Jesus, that through Jesus, mighty works were being done. How did they know this? They heard it. All right. Uh, turn to Matthew chapter 4. Amen.
And before we read that, I'm going to go back to our opening verse, which was Mark 4, 23 through 25, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified Classic. If any man has ears to hear, let him be listening, and let him perceive and comprehend. There's a difference between just hearing and things registering on your ears and listening. You could hear your school teacher be talking but not be listening. And no wonder you get F's on the test. If we're not listening to the teacher spiritually, we may be failing the tests of life. And people may wonder, why is nothing working for me? You're not listening. If people really listened, perceived, and comprehended the Bible, they wouldn't have be dealing with those troubles because they know the answer. What have we been talking about the past few weeks? You shall know, if you abide in my word, you shall know, or you shall be my disciples indeed, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Verse 24, and he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. And this is Jesus, the foundation of our faith. If you don't believe him, what are you doing? And he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. And this verse just reminds me of Luke chapter 6, verse 38, right? Given it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. The same measure that you use it or meet it out, whatever translation you use. For to him who has, more will be given. And from him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away by force. Amen. All right. Matthew four twenty-three through 25. And it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went through all Syria. His fame went through all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptic, yeah, and paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes follow him, followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. So, let me ask you a very real question. How did fame spread back then? Did they have Fox News? Did they have CNN? Uh, did they have newspapers? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I would bet it's by word of mouth. 
somebody telling their sister, their cousin, and their best buddy. All right? And then another example, Mark 10, verse 47. I'll just read it off my notes. Uh, And to give some background, this is blind Bartimaeus. Uh, And Jesus was passing by. So the verse says, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They tried to stop him. They couldn't stop him. And he ended up getting his healing. Imagine being blind and then being able to see because you heard something. He heard that it was that Jesus walking by. That guy, I've heard about that guy. Amen. This is a really good one. I got this one from Pastor Nancy, so I'm, I'm not going to take credit for it. Acts chapter 10. Next, yeah, Dad would. Da- Dad would do that. Dad would take it. I wouldn't do such a thing. I might take it from Dad. So Acts 10, verses 4 through 6. Amen. So this is Cornelius. He was a Gentile. He was not a Jew. Uh, And at that time, no Jew had received Jesus. They had not received uh, salvation, the Holy Spirit. That was, had been all the Jews at that point in time. But he feared God, he prayed, and he gave alms to God, and God recognized that, and he saw that. And this goes back to that verse, to him who hears more will be given. You know, uh, he was paying attention to God, and he got something that others did not get. Verse 4, it says, And when he observed him, an angel had came to Cornelius, and that's who he was observing. He was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up before, come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname was Peter is Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. So what did this this angel's message from God? What is he giving to Cornelius? He's going to get Peter to come down to tell him something. To tell him something. If you skip down to verse 33, Peter had arrived at this point, and it says, So I sent to you immediately, and you have done well to come. Now therefore, we are all present before God, to hear all the things commanded you by God. He gathered his family, his friends, to hear what God wanted him to hear. Yeah, I'll take this little side trail. When God sends you to a church, be present before God to hear what he wants you to hear. If God sends you somewhere... But you don't show up. 
even though you recognize that God sent you somewhere, that's not going to help you because you're not there listening. Amen. And, you know, the angel did not tell him the message. He could have just given him the message. But he wanted Peter to come down and preach. And Cornelius did everything that God wanted him to do to get to the place where he could hear. He feared God. You need to fear God and reverence God. That's what that means. So when he's speaking, be reverent and listen. I have been in services where I'm going through a struggle and just being in the service, I didn't get called out. Through the message preached, it's like it was she was or who the minister was preaching directly to me. It's like, man, this this one was for me. Everybody else is listening to it, but it's for me. And then I remember night after night of that meeting, it seemed like it was like that. Just being in the meeting where God wanted me to hear something. Luke chapter 5, verse 15 says, and I'll, uh, you can turn there if you want to. However, the report went about concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Pastor Nancy pointed out, she taught this at our church actually, that there's a divine order here. They came to hear and to be healed. To hear and to be healed. You know, if they didn't hear anything that he was preaching, maybe they would receive something. Like, maybe they would have gotten their healing that time. But what if they lost it? So, I think it was the woman with the issue of blood. After she had gotten healed, Jesus was like, okay, uh, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be whole of that, thy plague. What if she left right after she was healed? And she didn't hear the go in peace and be whole of my plague. What if she didn't hear that? Who knows what would have happened to her? What if people didn't... uh, here, when Jesus was like, go sin no more, lest a thi- you know, something worse comes upon you. What if they didn't hear that message and they went back and sinned? Yeah. The same thing would have happened to them when they could have been spared by them hearing. Yeah. Hearing helps you to you know, receive. And to help you keep your healing. That's what I was getting after. This is a quote from Pastor Nancy. Hearing is a way of God to bring us into his will. I'll say that again. Hearing is a way of God to bring us into his will. When you're going through life and you're wanting to know God's plan, you need to hear from him. You need him to speak to you. But you have to seek him, of course. Right? You've got to be present before God to hear. But if you never heard anything, how are you going to follow God's plan? Even if it's just you 
recognizing the inward witness inside of you, you need to hear that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. These people heard the good news about Jesus. And their faith was stirred. And they were able to receive what they needed from God. We don't want to hear the wrong thing. You know, people are deceived. This is another reason... Dad talked about this last week. Pastor Cody, you know, people are deceived and being deceived. That's a sign of the last day. If you're never hearing anything from God, you're going to get deceived. Because you're not hearing the truth. We shouldn't be slack on our hearing. Or else you will miss out on what you could have been spared from. You could have been spared, you know, if you would take time to pray, to read your Bible. You can learn something that could spare you from accidents, tragedy, horrific things in life if you would listen to God. And here's, we're going to get into the part about doing, being a hearer and a doer of the word. What if Cornelius didn't do what he heard? He's died and go to hell. He was the first Gentile to get saved. But if he didn't cooperate with what he heard, wouldn't have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Some people can hear and they may deny it. Uh, I don't know who said this. It may have been Brother Hagen. I'm not sure. But it's dangerous to come up to light than to walk away. What you hear, you become then responsible for. But God is trying to tell people things all the time. He's probably speaking to every one of you about at least one thing right now. Another thing, I remember I was going through something, and this actually happened the last Miracle Crusade, uh, last May, and... Uh, Pastor Nancy preached her message about what is God speaking to you about? What is he speaking to you about? He may not be speaking about everything to you, but what is he speaking to you about? And she had everybody at the end of the service, she wanted everybody to go back, write down what God was speaking to them, and look over it. I had been through struggle for months at that time. But when I did and just came to the realization and stopped denying, okay, God is speaking to me. Once I stopped trying to ignore that and then I wrote it out, pretty much from that day forward I had no trouble with that and haven't ever since. What is God speaking to you about? Maybe it's that one single adjustment that is keeping you from moving forward with God. And if you would listen to God and take His direction, all that could be fixed. And then you can go on to the next thing God wants you to hear. Amen. And 
don't be stubborn. You know, I had learned that the hard way at that point. You know, being stubborn, not just admitting this is God talking to me. And I just need to make the adjustment. And I could have, you know, done that at the beginning and not have to, you know, be depressed and up and down all the time. So when God is speaking to you or when you hear a message from the word, even if it goes against your skin, if it's in the Bible, please just do it. Please, it will help you. All right. And also, I remember just the other day, like a couple days ago, I was reading for the T.L. Osborne's book, uh, Healing the Sick, right? And as I was reading it, talking about faith comes by hearing, I just saw myself getting excited on the inside, getting stirred on the inside about that. So when you're in the Bible, you know, you will get stirred on things. Maurice, yesterday at the boys' Bible study, showed some statistics. It was a video of this guy going through statistics on reading your Bible. And one time a week, two times a week, three times a week, and four times a week. That's not a lot. Four times a week, that's not even every day. Uh, and Maurice brought out the point, what if you did do it every day? But anyways, this was a survey done on 40,000 people. That's not a small sample size. And uh, just some of the statistics, I don't remember all of them, but the feelings of loneliness. Well, here, first. Reading one or two times a week, there was not a big difference in the statistics. There wasn't a major difference between not reading and reading those couple times. But once you got up into three or four times a week, things started happening drastically. Feelings of loneliness, it may have been four times a week or three times a week, I'm not sure. Four. Feelings of loneliness went down 30%. Feelings of anger went down 32%. Just reading the Bible four times a week. Sharing your faith went up 200%. You know, you're not going to share anything if you don't have any faith about it. Right? You know, viewing some inappropriate stuff went down 60% with just reading your Bible four times a week. This is just proving the Bible that when you hear something, and you, you know, it didn't even talk about doing, you know, doing that. Doing the word would do wonders of stuff. I'm just going to go to James chapter 5 to do that verse. We got time. I'm already preaching shorter than my dad. He's probably listening to this at some point.
Verse 21 of James chapter 1 says, here, I'll give you a second. James 1. Did I say James chapter 5? Oh, forget what I said about James chapter 5. James 1, 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So, you know, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. You receiving the implanted word helps you in your mind. Probably helps you control your emotions. And it can determine your will and affect your will. You know, it gets, you get uncomfortable when you know, like from the Bible or God speaking to you and you try to ignore that. You get uncomfortable down on the inside. At least I do. I don't know about y'all. And that is not fun to be uncomfortable on the inside. Verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be a hearer, but not only. Deceiving yourselves. So if you hear something and you don't do it, you're deceiving yourself. What's that, you know, what's it going to do for you if you hear and then don't do it? Verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So when you hear the word, whether it's preached or reading or whatever, you go away from it, you don't change You saw the truth laid out before you. You're observing yourself in the mirror. You walk away and you forget it. Amen. Somebody help me out. Where's the parable of the sower? I want to read that. Do you know that? Mark 4. Thank you. That's what I thought. I'm still correct. Like always. Yeah, Mark 4, verse 1. You know, I want to read in the Amplified just to see what it says. It says, Again, Jesus began to teach beside the lake, and a very great crowd gathered before gathered about him so that he got into a ship in order to sit in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was at the lakeside on the shore. And he taught them many things and parables, illustrations or comparisons put besides truths to explain them. Put besides truths to explain them. So this is real stuff. He's just kind of an analogy, I guess. And in his teaching, he said to them, give attention to this. Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he was sowing, 
Some seed fell along the path, and the birds came up and ate it. Other seed of the same kind fell on ground full of rocks, where it had not much soil, and at once it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And when the sun came up, it was scorched, and because it had not taken root, it withered away. Other seed of the same kind fell among thorn plants, and the thistles grew and pressed together and utterly choked and suffocated it, and it yielded no grain. And other seed of the same kind fell into good, well-adapted soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding and yielded up to 30 times as much and 60 times as much and even a hundred times as much has been sown. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him be hearing, and let him consider and comprehend. So, you, the seed is the word. Alright? We could say the sower, in this case, is the preacher. Alright? So, and y'all's hearts are y'all's, you know, you guys are the soil. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, and, yeah, I really liked, in verse 8, it said, the other seed of the same kind. Everybody in this building hears the same word on Sunday and Wednesday and whenever they're here. Everybody hears the same. Same thing. All right? And for some people, fell into stony ground. It sprung up. They received it. But then instantly, once tests and trials came around, burned up. It didn't get root inside them. The thorn, thorny ground, that's word planted, but everything gets choked out by the things of the world. Uh, distractions of life. And then the wayside, it just gets taken away from them. When they, were, when they hear the word, taken away, taken away. You know, maybe that's the devil. Instantly, when the truth is being preached to you, oh, that can't be true. That can't be true. No, 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 no. The doctor said, you heard the doctor Listening to the wrong thing sometimes. I'm not against doctors. I don't like going to the doctor's office, but it's not because doctors are bad. Uh, but uh, so the devil will come and take it. it. The word you hear could be of nothing after you go through a trial, or you receive the word, you know it's true, but you just don't have time for it. You just don't have time to do that. And then there's the good ground. Yeah. And those are the people that produce fruit. Yeah. Those are the people that are growing. Yeah. Those are the people that are succeeding yeah. in life. Joshua 1.8, meditate in my word, day and night. Yeah. And you will then make your way prosperous yeah. and have good success. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I guess I'll close with this. What ground are you? And just be honest. It's not 
bad to admit that you're thorny ground. Yeah. You're just recognizing you need to change. Yeah. If you don't recognize that you need to change, then who's going to help you? Amen. Nobody can help you if you don't think if you think you're perfect. Right. right? Smith Wigglesworth, Dad has been bringing this out in mentoring, that Smith Wigglesworth, he did a lot of really, really good things for God, more than I've done. You know, on, I think some accounts say that he raised 23 people from the dead. How many people in modern times have raised one from the dead? And he said, the only thing I'm satisfied with is the level of dissatisfaction with where I'm at. He's always trying to grow. So it's not bad to admit that you need to change. But you need to be honest with yourself and ask, what ground are you? I'll admit, I have not always been good ground. I have not. But I want to change. So what ground are you? Amen. You need to hear the truth. We all do. Don't believe the lies of the enemy or even others who may not know the truth or may be ignorant. Your family may not know better. They're trying to help you, but they may not know the truth. You have to go with the truth, what the Bible says. Stick to the word and what God is telling you. We must follow the words of Jesus and take heed to what we hear. Amen. 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 Well, that's all I have.